Hey friends, you're listening to OKY. I'm your host, Michael Grove. Today is January the 13th, and we are here in our Bible reading plan. We have been reading through one chapter a day, and today we will be reading out of the New International Version, and we will be reading from Luke chapter 11. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, Yet, because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion. If you, then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Jesus was driving out a demon that was mute. When the demon left, the man who had been mute spoke, and the crowd was amazed. But some of them said, By Beelzebub, the prince of demons, he is driving out demons. Others tested him by asking for a sign from heaven. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Any kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and a house divided against itself will fall. If Satan is divided against himself, how can his kingdom stand? I say this because you claim that I drive out demons by Beelzebub. Now if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your followers drive them out? So then, they will be your judges. But if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are safe. But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armor in which the man trusted and divides up his plunder. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. As Jesus was saying these things, a woman in the crowd called out, Blessed is the mother who gave you birth and nursed you. He replied, 
Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. As the crowds increased, Jesus said, This is a wicked generation. It asks for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah was a sign to the Ninevites, so also will the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise at the judgment with the people of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom, and now something greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now something greater than Jonah is here. No one lights a lamp and puts it in a place where it will be hidden, or under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand so that those who come in may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, your whole body is also full of light. But when they are unhealthy, your body also is full of darkness. See to it, then, that the light within you is not darkness. Therefore, if your whole body is full of light and no part of it dark, it will be just as full of light as when a lamp shines its light on you. When Jesus had finished speaking, A Pharisee invited him to eat with him, so he went in and reclined at the table. But the Pharisee was surprised when he noticed that Jesus did not first wash before the meal. Then the Lord said to him, Now then, you Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You foolish people, did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? But now, as for what is inside you, be generous to the poor, and everything will be clean for you. Woe to you, Pharisees, because you give God a tenth of your mint, rue, and all other kinds of garden herbs, but you neglect justice and the love of God. You should have practiced the latter without leaving the former undone. Woe to you, Pharisees, because you love the most important seats in the synagogues and respectful greetings in the marketplaces. Woe to you, because you are like unmarked graves, which people walk over without knowing it. One of the experts in the law answered him, Teacher, when you say these things, you insult us also. Jesus replied, And you experts in the law, woe to you, because you load people down with burdens they can hardly carry and you yourselves will not lift one finger to help them. Woe to you, because you build tombs for the prophets, and it was your ancestors who killed them. So you testify that you approve of what your ancestors did. They killed the prophets, and you build their tombs. Because of this, God in his wisdom said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom they will kill and others they will persecute. Therefore, this generation will be held responsible for the blood of all the prophets that has been shed since the beginning of the world, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, this generation will be held responsible for it all. Woe to you, experts in the law, because you have taken away the key to knowledge. You yourselves have not entered and you have hindered those who were entering. When Jesus went outside, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law began to oppose him fiercely and to besiege him with questions, waiting to catch him in something he might say.
This concludes Luke chapter 11 and our reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So the beginning of Luke 11, Jesus shows us how to pray. Now here is a key principle that Luke is trying to illustrate through this segment. Prayer is about understanding that God does want what's best for you. In fact, prayer aligns our heart with him more than anything else. Sure, God answers prayer and he gives us what we need. But more than that, it aligns us with our Heavenly Father who would do anything to be with us. The rest of this chapter is Jesus showing us that there's an integrous way to live that is different than everyone else. So Luke starts this chapter by showing us that there's a Heavenly Father who will take care of us and love us. And then he spends the rest of this chapter showing us that we're called to be different. Just like God, our Heavenly Father, is different than anyone else, so also we should be to others. Jesus tells a parable about a man who is knocking on the door of his neighbor and saying that he needs bread because of some visitors that came to see him. He shows what it's like to be irritating to someone else, trying to get what you need. But then he contrasts that with the fact that God is not like that, that he gives us great things. In fact, he says that if you as a father know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your heavenly father know how to give you what you need? And then he gives us the key to doing all of this the right way. He says, how much more will your father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit when you ask him? See, it's through the power of living through the Holy Spirit that you are able to live differently than everyone else, that you are able to know what's right and do the right thing for the people around you. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they had their own way of doing things that they thought was right, but they were so far off because they did not understand the power of the Holy Spirit. And so when we are full of the Holy Spirit, we are able to do things differently and we'll be able to honor God. And that, my friends, will set us apart from everyone else. And through that, we can go to our Father in heaven and ask boldly, and he will answer our prayers. Because when our hearts align with his, we see everything differently. We view others in a way that we can love them and care for them. Remember what we said just the other day. Put others first. The Holy Spirit draws us to do that because as we honor God, we put the people around us first. Without that, we're just like these Pharisees and teachers of the law that Jesus pronounced these woes to. He says, woe to you. So be full of the Holy Spirit. Know that you can ask God for anything and he'll do it for you if you align your heart with his. And as you do that, let it bring you to others in a way that you'll love them and care for them and provide for their needs. Until next time, that's all the time that we have today. I love you and God bless. Thank you.